Welcome to What Am I Rolling, a twice-monthly RPG one-shot podcast, hosted by me, Fiona. This week, I'm joined by my friends Tristan, Dirk, and special guest GM Rob from the Realm of Fire podcast for Vert, the tabletop role-playing game, published by Raven Desk Games. Vert is an RPG based on the visionary and hallucinatory science fiction novel by Jeff Noon. Amid the glass-strewn streets of the lethal and anarchic Manchester, England of the near future, players ingest slender vert feathers to travel to paralleled worlds, vivid, unique and unpredictable as our wildest dreams. But they're no mere fantasies. These worlds and all the wonders and horrors they contain are as real and as every bit as dangerous as the one you were born in. You can find out more about Vert the RPG and buy your own copy on the Raven Desk Games website. That's www.ravendeskgames.com. I'll add links to it on the What Am I Rolling website and in this episode show notes. Here's how Vert works. Vert uses the Cypher system, a hugely popular rule set that powers other well-known RPGs such as Numenera and The Strange. Lauded for its elegance, ease of use and narrative focus, the Cypher system unleashes the creativity of GMs and players with intuitive character creation, fast-paced gameplay and a uniquely GM-friendly design. Our guest GM Rob does an amazing job of explaining the main game mechanics, so I won't go into too much detail about them here. The main thing to remember is this. When determining the success or failure of any kind of action, the GM assigns a difficulty to the task on a scale of 1 to 10. A 1 is extremely simple, whilst a 10 represents a Herculean task beyond the means of most mortals. Once the GM has assigned this difficulty, the rest is up to the players. Players must apply their skills and experience, tools or other advantages, aid from one another and other assets in order to reduce this difficulty. They can also focus a limited resource called effort to further lower the difficulty of actions really important to them. Once a player has reduced the difficulty as much as they are able to, they roll a d20. The target number they have to beat is equal to three times the difficulty set by the GM. And that's it. A massive thank you to our guest GM, Rob, for running Vert for us. I know Rob from a couple of RPG streams that we both played in, and it was an absolute joy to have him run this game for us. Rob is one part of the Realm of Fire podcast, a podcast about hot Warhammer takes from two grown-ass middle-aged men. Uh, Their words, not mine. If you can handle scalding hot opinions on Warhammer 40k, Age of Sigmar, Age of Sigmar Soulbound, Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay, Dark Heresy, and many, many more games, this is the podcast for you. Listen to Realm of Fire podcast wherever you find podcasts. One last thing before we begin... Naturally, there are times in this one-shot where the players, and myself, mostly myself, get the rules wrong or forget something plot-wise. Whilst we always endeavour to stick to the rules wherever possible, at the end of the day, we all make mistakes. And what matters most is that everyone enjoys themselves. So, with all that out of the way, let's play Vert. 
Well, hello everyone and welcome to Vert. We are going to be playing a game of the Cypher System from Monty Cook's Games, uh, set in Jeff Noon's excellent setting of Vert, a cyberpunk futuristic Manchester where it rains a lot. So very different, very, uh, very different to reality. So there's two elements to this which are going to be quite new to a lot of people. There's the Cypher System, which is brilliant and should be spread across the world Burn your 5 ebooks, play Cypher System. It's fantastic. And uh, the setting itself. I'm going to run through the Cypher System, the mechanics of it. The key to it is everything in this game and this world has a level, a level of 1 to 10. And I always use the example of a door. So you have a door and it's level 3. In order to kick that door down, you need to pass a level 3 check. In order to pick the lock of that door, you need to pass a level three check. In order to flirt with the door and make it open for you, you need to pass a level three check. It's nice and simple. And how you pass those checks is the only die you really need is a d20. You get that level. This all sounds a bit maths-like. Don't worry about it. You take the level and you times it by three. And you need that or above to do it. So level three door, kick it down, nine or more. Fantastic. But you're saying to yourself, Rob, hang on. Once we hit level seven... You can't roll 21 or more on a D20. What what, what do we do now? What do we do? So the things that you do in Cypher System, how you use your stats, your skills, your equipment, is to bring those levels down. So you can do it in a number of ways. The most common is skills. If you had a skill in door opening, you'd say, Rob, is this relevant to opening this door? And I'd say, yeah, that's relevant. And your level of your skill drops it by a rating. So it was level three, I've got a skill in kicking open doors. It's now level two. You'll need a six or more to do it. Nice. Another way is helping each other. You might say, I'm also good at kicking doors. Can I help? And yeah, that drops it by another level. Fantastic. Now it's level one. Assets. You might have a pickaxe with you and say, this is good at getting through a door. Can that be used? And I'll say, yes, now it's level zero. At level zero, you've done it. You can actually bring stuff right down to zero. So there is auto pass in some cases. This is not a game where you throw a d20 and say, is that enough? First, you work out what you're aiming at. Tell me what you're doing to affect the situation. Then you throw your d20, and then we all know whether or not it's worked. Things might be a bit more uh, complex than just it's level three, because it might be a metal door. So it's level five to kick down, but level three to lockpick. To use a D&D example, an orc might be level two in everything, but level four in attacking and level one in perception. So you can you can sort of, you know, put a bit of granularity. Now, this is the only bit that's a bit complicated, so pay attention. You have three major stats, intellect, might, and speed. They are pools of resources that you have, and they are your hit points. So if you start expending them to do stuff, you're going to run out of fuel pretty fast. So be careful. How you can expend them is by putting a level of effort into something. Say you've got that level seven task, and you've got no skills, no friends, and no equipment to help you, and you still need to pass it, you can put in a level of effort. You spend three points from the relevant pool. So you can we will talk about what the relevant pool is. If you want to kick the door down, it's might. If you want to lockpick it, we'd probably say that's speed. And if you want to hack the data pad that I didn't mention before, that's intellect. You spend three points from your pool. They are gone into the vert, and you drop the level down by one. You put in a level of effort. We're playing with tier one characters, effectively starting characters, so you only ever put one level of effort into anything, so we don't need to worry about all that stuff. Uh, but higher level characters can put effort more than one level in. They can put effort into hitting something and damaging something, et cetera, et cetera. You don't say that. That's just a general cipher thing. Last little bit, two little bits. 
One, you've got an edge probably in one of those pools. That means whenever you need to do something with that pool, it costs you one less. That's what you're kind of specialized at. So to put a level of effort in for that pool will only cost you two points. Or if you have an ability that comes out of that pool, you minus one to it. So a lot of them are like intellect edge of one, and you've got a one intellect ability, that's free. And the last things really are the ciphers. You all have ciphers. I think you've got two each. I'll explain what they are. Um, but these are one-shot magic items. Think of them as potions and scrolls and things like that from the world's favorite role-play game. They are one-shot, they are one-use, they just happen. You say, I'm using it, I say, cool, well done. Um, you use it, and you're probably going to get more later on, so don't worry about using them. The, the whole point is the kind of on and off. Really, now the last thing, intrusions. I'm going to be lovely to all three of you and start you all on one XP. XP is used to gain levels, as in the world's favorite roleplay game, but also you can use it in-game for re-rolls. Hooray. Now, gaining XP is done very differently from D&D. No XP for combat. None of that bollocks. It's all about uh, exploring and discovering the story. And what will happen during the game is I might say to you, right, Namo, Namo, Namo. I'm going to go for Namo. Namo, Namo, Namo. I want to offer you an intrusion at this point. You're in a bar and you're talking to this person at the, the bar and I'm going to offer you an intrusion. Do you take it or not? And at this point, the player would say, Yes, I do. I use my, I do an intrusion. I use my XP. Well, no, you gain an XP. This is how you gain it. Because what happens is as you reach across the bar to get your drink, you spill the drink of the rather large robo-man next to you. Oh, no. uh, and now you've got another little extra layer. But you've gained an XP because you, you got involved, basically. You also get another XP, which you can give to another player. You don't need to justify that. It's purely for mechanical balance. So you could then say, or you might justify it. You might say, but handily, Harriet is next to me and is a small robot dog who wheezes on the man's leg and distracts him. So we <laughs> gained an XP. You can give me XP to bring in an intrusion as well. You can say, I want to do a player intrusion. And it can't be, like, ridiculous. You can't be like, also, there's a Sherman battle tank in the corner that I want to get in. But, you know, it could be you spill this man's drink, but you went to school with this guy. Like, you could give me an XP and be like, actually, I went to school with this guy, so it's fine, and it's cool, and we have a joke about me being clumsy kind of thing. That's it. That's the rules. Honestly, combat's the same as doing a thing. The key is, level 1 to 10, times it by 3. Simple as that. And I will run you through. Don't worry. I'll be nice and I'll tell you the levels of things. So I'll do a group overview. And then I want each, the three of you, to uh, sort of introduce yourselves. You are a group of, not friends, uh, acquaintances. You've fallen in with each other. You are what are colloquially known as featherheads. People who are pretty much addicted to the vert, uh, to exploring alternate reality and this weird parallel world. Because we are in futuristic Manchester. It's cyberpunk. It's raining. The skies are filled with tiny flies that shoot out adverts and uh, slogans and propaganda and, you know, call girl numbers and stuff like that. Everything's just noise and light and sound everywhere. Tonight, big vert ball match between Manchester City and Crow is on this world is is cyberpunky but the thing that really changed it from all the others is the vert this is an alternate reality that is accessed by feathers this sort of storytelling device that uh, was discovered a few years back but we're not going to go deep into that read the book vert if you uh, by jeff noon if you want to get into that but basically these are gateways to this alternative reality you take a feather it's called uh, and you get into this sort of world where you can play around and some of the feathers are great each of them are color ranked there's a blue feather which is like 
Postman Pat would be a blue feather. You'd, you'd, you'd take the feather and you'd go into Postman Pat land and you'd find out why there are so many kids that look like Postman Pat in this village. It's quite strange what he's doing on his rounds. There are pink feathers, which are the more adult-orientated style. Pink and blue, they're boring for people like you. Your proper human traffic, living for the weekend style ravers you're after the yellow and the blacks the yellow feathers are dangerous yellow feathers you can get hurt if you get hurt in a yellow feather you get hurt in reality it's very better than life and red dwarf is another good touchstone you can get hurt in there black feathers are even more dangerous those ones have got a problem because they're dangerous and you can't pull yourself out of it until you finish it yellows you sometimes can depends on the book you're reading but they're dangerous but that's what you're after this is your motive you want these feathers and you as a group i'm not gonna call you friends you're more a group of acquaintances who've fallen in with each other but you all trust each other and that is important trust each other you're after a new feather this hit the streets it's called this is singland it is big no one else has done it yet apparently at least the game cat has who is the uh the the sort of the font of all knowledge in this world of all these different trips and feathers but no one on the street has, and you want to be the first to do it. Because if you complete this is singling before anyone else, you get to, you know, parade that, you get the street cred. And that is why the three of you find yourself in a very beat-up Volkswagen van, you know, one of those little little vans on a rainy night in Rush Home, which is one of the many districts of Manchester, outside a club known as the Slidy Toad. And the three of you are sat, ready to go in, where you're going to meet your contact, man by the name of Fast Eddie, because apparently he's got the lead on it. And who knows, your chance and your luck. You've never met him before. He's never met you, but you know, you might be able to charm him and get get a lead on this is Singland. So there's a group. And I'm gonna start with the order of the people that joined the call. Harriet, good girl, please introduce yourself. Hello. Oh, hi. I'm Harriet. I'm a robo dog. Hi. I like your hair. Um hi, I'm very loyal. Uh I I, I'm, I'm RoboDog, and I, I'm not, I'm, they would say I am the, the runt of the litter, because I don't, I don't think so good, but that's okay. Uh, I process things as I can, and I like adventure and joy. Ah, I like your hair. Uh, very loyal. Yes, yes, I'm here. Hello. Okay, that is Harriet Goodgirl, a RoboDog. Uh, I'll explain. It's all going to sound weird when I say what people are, but I'll explain why. Nemo, I've changed that already. Already, I've already did a different one. Nemo. <laughs> I'm Nemo Komakino. I am a shadow man. I am just a shadow man. I had a very good childhood. You know, I am a huge... I have a lot of interest in the fruit. You know, it's something that they really used to kind of all society and there's a lot of stuff that we don't know a lot of misinformation out there and i just really wanna i just need to figure it out you know like i've got i've got my friends i i've got hair yeah i've got people i know but i'm really interested in what am i being lied to about actually going on here excellent stuff and ewan or green ewan green yeah ewan campbellwick um, but known to people as Green. And <laughs> I'm sorry, a, I've just got that. Sorry. <laughs> I'm probably the uh, surly uh, face guy of this uh, group. 
I, I tolerate um, the other two. I mean, frankly, that dog gets right up my nose. I'm a pure Hello. human. <laughs> I'm a pure human and uh, I'm proud of it, really. Um, but I'm, I'm also a bit of a meddler. These uh, pesky blurb flies that are tormenting us all the time with a uh, with, with the uh, marketing material and advertisements, I can take control of them. Um, so that's one of my skills, and that's what I bring to this party. Um, but if you know what's uh, what's good for you, I think uh, leave the talking to uh, Fast Eddie to me. Okay, I trust you. I like your hair. Gets right up my nose, that dog. The three of you leave the van and head into the Slivy Toe. It's a place you're aware of. It's a club. It's not the nicest club in the world, but it's a club. And it's a club that will serve all of you. The clientele is a big mix of humans, robo-humans, dogmen, robo-dogmen, shadow dogs, dog shadows, robo-shadow men. So basically, as a quick aside here, the thing with the Vert universe is at one point in the future, human population dropped to the bare minimum, and there was a real problem. So scientists came up with a sort of virility drug called Fecundity 10, uh, which the idea was it would improve you know, the population numbers. It worked, and it worked too well, and humans being humans then started mating with everything they could find, um, which led to an awful lot of cross-species pollination. I think it's the nicest way of putting it. And so there's different modes of being, human, robot, dog, and shadow. Shadow beings are the beings of dreams, the beings of nightmares um, that can get into you and read your mind and manipulate things. Uh, and vert beings as well, beings that actually came across from the vert. However, we don't have any of them in the party. So the ones you have to worry about are robo, human, shadow, and dog. And there are innumerable, actually, I think there's innumerable. I think you can count them amount, um, combinations of them. But yes, everyone in this world pretty pretty much is a bit of a mix. The most common is you're going to mix his dogman uh, because humans are strange like that. Uh, but yes, this club is pretty nice. Uh, the lights are going, the music is pumping, the musicology is banging out, the DJ is spinning some excellent feathers, the shape dancing in the air, uh, everyone's having a good time. It's only about 11, 11 going towards midnight, so people are just getting their first buzz. It's all right. Music's going. You all recognise the track that's playing. Let's call it uh, Move Every Mountain by The Shame Men. Um, and that's banging away. The lights are going. And as you step in, Ewan and Nemo, I'm going to say you see. Uh, Harriet, you're a little bit... Being a robo-dog, how big are you? Actually, tell me how big you are. While you're a robo-dog, you can decide, are you dog-sized? Are you human-sized on all fours? Are you like one of those Boston Dynamics things, you know? Well, now this has opened up a world of things I didn't think about 30 minutes ago. Uh, no, I, in my head, Harriet is the size of a corgi. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it's as irritating as Ewan says, it's like, for fuck's sake, but it's like, hello, hi. Yeah. <laughs> I like almost that sort of like shin level, essentially. <laughs> right, okay. Do you say negative master a lot? Uh, yeah, yeah, there's a canine <laughs> version of this somewhere, but I'm yeah. trying not to go for that. But yes, if it could Crichton from Red Dwarf, that's what I'm thinking right, of. So. Okay. Right, okay. So yeah, you definitely can't see. All you can see is this forest of legs um, moving. But they and you and you see up on, you go in and there's like a balcony level just above facing down onto the dance floor and you can see Fast Eddie. You know of Fast Eddie. He is a, uh, a roboman. Um, in a very slick suit, uh, shark skin, um, and he looks, he's got a sort of little, um, 
sharp moustache, a sort of uh, bib moustache from the 1940s, you know, the, the, the thin waxed uh, thing, but obviously made of chrome, um, slicked hair, and he is sat in a booth on the balcony looking down the dance floor with a bit of an entourage, three or four hangers-on, um, all laughing at everything he says, though you can't hear it because the music is just... <laughs> at this point, what do you do? So the first thing I'm going to do is, and I don't know how heavy, like, robo-dogs are, but I feel like I could pick up a corgi, so I'm going to pick up Harriet and be like, there's Fast Eddie. Oh, thank you, but I don't... I, it's very high. Uh, please put oh, me down. Oh, okay, I'm Thank putting, you. I'm thank you. Okay. I, I, I like you, though. Uh, thank, thanks, for, thanks for thinking of me. Thanks. You, you're welcome, yeah. I, I'll, I'll stay down here and keep a, keep a lookout. Um, oh, I don't have thumbs. I forgot. Uh, <laughs> I go to do thumbs up, but that's one of my weaknesses. I don't have thumbs. Sorry. Have we have we made a have we made a connection with him prior to this, uh, Rob? Does he is he expecting us? Yes, he is expecting you. You you've sort of left him at you've got a very non-committal. You, you buzzed him on his feather phone, said, you know, can do you know if, where this is Singland is? And he just said, meet meet me here, but without really giving huge amount of direction or anything. So he's away. He's probably, to be honest, he is probably here dealing. That's why he's here, to be honest. Let's let's do this, but uh, Harriet, mm-hmm. um, just keep yeah. on the lookout. Keep them peeled. I, I can do that. Doggy grin. Okay. Now, Mo, let's, uh, let's, let's proceed to the booth. And um, okay. I'm just going to pull my collar up and uh, look like I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Even though I don't. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Okay, so you to go up. Harriet, here we go. First mechanic of the game. I want to offer you an intrusion. You can either refuse it, you can hand me an XP back and say, no, 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 I don't want it. Or you can say, yes, please. And it happens and you gain an XP. Uh, yeah, I, I do not say no. Uh, what, I would like it. I will take, give me intrusions. Let's go. Okay, fantastic. As you are just sort of settling down on your back legs to, um, you know, keep a watch out. Mm-hmm. Uh, the DJ ends Move Every Mountain by the Shane Men and unfortunately spins it into a little-known record from back in the day known as Who Let the Dogs Out by the Bahar Men. And you are compelled to dance, despite the fact you have been you have been told not to. So I want a level three intellect yep. check off you, please. So no, that's my weakest one. I've already got an eight in that. Please. A nine or more, if you want to put any effort in, you minus points from your intellect pool. If you've got any relevant skills, such as refusing to dance as a skill, uh, that is applicable. But other than that, you're going to straight up roll. I'm just gonna straight up, no, I'm going to straight up roll for this, I think. I'm going to see... That's a 17 on the dice. You are able to resist. You've you've heard this enough. It's fine. You bop in, but you don't the, join the frog the on the dance floor. The tail goes within the beat of it, absolutely. Yeah, 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 absolutely. But you're okay. You can keep a watch. Right. Okay, Green and Namo. I'm so sorry for the audience. I keep changing this name. So, uh, Green and Namo, you get to the booth. There is an obvious security guard there who sort of looks you up and down. And despite the fact you probably are both packing I, I, I can't remember you're not really seen as much of a threat to be honest um he'll probably put you down before you got a chance to pull any weapon so you're given a nod and he sort of uh tips his head towards fast eddie who finishes an excellent uh little anecdote to his entourage and then turns to look at you and uh with a big robot 
Dick Grin says, hello, how can I help you? Eddie, Eddie, and uh, I'll, I'll be laughing at his joke. Eddie, good to see you. I've come with uh, my uh, colleagues here. We, we're in the business of uh, buying feathers. Oh, excellent. So you knew to come to me. Are you after This Is Singland like everyone else? We are indeed. You know, it's not even that good. That's what I've heard. Not like one of those other feathers you used to be able to take. The word, that was a good feather. Anyway, this is Singland, unfortunately, is pretty difficult to get hold of at the moment. And, um, you know, there's a lot of people after it. Have you ever heard of the hardcore? You have heard of the hardcore. They are a rival group of featherheads who sort of brag about their trips and journeys and make annoying YouTube videos about them. Uh, Jeff Noon, unfortunately, did not foresee the rise of YouTube in uh, this universe, but I'm definitely putting it in. So, yeah. So knowing that the hardcore are after it is is pretty. That's a bit bit worrying. Bit worrying. Like Logan Paul being after something you're after. Did the hardcore come here? Oh, they've been here. Been here tonight already. They're ahead of you. Been here and they talked to you. Yeah, and told them where they could find it. And where was that? Well, I mean, they bought me a drink at least. I'm gonna I'm gonna walk up to like Eddie and look him in the eyes and I'm gonna say, Eddie, we've done business before. You know me. You know I'm gonna get you a drink. I need you to tell me right this moment. Fantastic. That's an intimidation check right there. So I uh, I am gonna give you I'm not gonna tell you his level. Do you have any skills related to persuasion, intimidation, anything like that? I have persuasion. That'll do. So it is knocking down the level by one. I'm going to knock it down by another one because I'm saying you've got an asset. Eddie is terrified of shadow people. Doesn't oh. trust them. It's worrying. Um, so I, I'm going to drop it down by another one. If you want to put any effort in, it would come out of your intellect pool. But at this rate, you've already knocked it down by two. However, I'm not going to tell you the level because... <laughs> and if I take it out, I just lose one in my intellect pool? At three. You lose three from your intellect pool. I'm going to be uh, saying, whoa, whoa, calm down, count on to intervene and kind of interlane it by saying, yeah, you know, just tell us, this could be nice and easy uh, for you, uh, Eddie, just let, let us know. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll pull him back, I'm pulling back, he's always like this in these situations. Come, come on, come on, give the man a break, give the man a break. Absolutely, so you dropped down by another level there because of uh, Ewan's good cop uh, role. All right, I'm, I'm not going to put any effort in, like I'm happy with this. With this three right here. So a D20. One D20. Oh, 18. <laughs> nice. So that is not only a success, but there is a sort of level of criticals, etc., And you get a minor success with that one, at which I'm going to say you don't just persuade him, but you actually pr uh, sort of impress him a little bit. And it's like, hey, solid you. Yeah, all right, all right. All so right, I don't have all right. I don't have one. Two places you can get one is all I know. You can either head to the White Bull down near centre of town, talk to Warto Matt, one of my uh, friends, and he might be able to get you one. Uh, I know we had a couple. Um, or you could go and see my friend Mikey at uh, the Birch Hall Vert You Want. Out of character. Vert You Want is the sort of place you go buy your vert feathers, strictly legal. However, a lot of the people that run them are able to run sort of stuff out the back door. And Mikey, uh, who works at the Birch Hall one, probably, you're, you kind of know him, you've bought yellows off him before. So he's usually a good, a good, uh, a good egg, to use a very middle-class term there. But that's it. I'm all out myself. I don't have any. Promise the pair of you. I'm the dog. It's not that good.
it's not that good. If it's not that good, what's uh, making everybody um, so keen on it? Well, it's new, innit? Everyone's after the new buzz. It's not like one of the old classics. It's not like Stash Riders, stuff like that. You said it's a trend. Yeah. It's not very good, but everyone's into it. Everyone wants it. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm getting old. Maybe it's just not for me now. Maybe I uh, I like the good ones, the old ones. Have you done Darling Buds of May? That's good. It's okay. It's it's in that respect. You know us, Eddie. We like to walk the line. Yeah, I know. And that's why I like you both. I'm the dog. Go on. Have a good evening. And before you go, snake bite and black, please. Actually, and he counts his entourage. Four snake bites and black, please. Can I just give like Eddie like a pat on the shoulder as we walk away? Like I'm not gonna respond. I'm just gonna give like a pat pat. <laughs> Do that and you sit as you turn the dog secure dogman security so like comes at you. But Eddie's like, no, don't worry, don't worry. They'll get theirs. That's the last thing you hear is the music goes. Um, And you've got your lead. You've got your first couple of leads. Now, I am running this as a one shot, so there'll be times when I'm just going to push you on. So that's how it goes. You know, that that is how it goes. We're going to cut there and you leave the Slivy Toad as the song Albanese Good blazes out from behind you. And you're back on the rainy streets. Your little van is in front of you. You've got a couple of leads there. What do you want to do? And also, I've got to stop now doing my Terry Christian voice. <laughs> I think, if anything, was these two are talking, I'm just sort of just singing the song of, like, of, of uh, Who Let the Dogs Out Under My Breath. That's sort of like, yippee-yay-yo. <laughs> like, that's over and over. <sighs> How did it go? I'm glad you're both back safe. We've got a choice. Either we go to also Matt, or we go to our good friend, uh, Mikey at Birchall. They both sound really good options. I bet they're both nice and have good hair. How are we going to decide? Shall we flip a coin? Flip a coin? Yeah, let's do it. Right, someone roll me a d20, please. Go for it, Dirk. You've not had it yet, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. I've got a five. Cool, you flip the coin. The head of the king lands, and it is the white bull. You're probably going to head to... It's a bit closer, to be honest, so that's probably your best bet anyway. So, hopping in your car, off you go. Um, I do like the idea that I'm sat in between them, even though there's probably space in the back. I'm obviously. I sit yeah, in between obviously. them. <laughs> and we'll keep the windows wound up so you don't can't put your head through it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We've had that experience before, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> this is definitely spare head free. <laughs> I've gone. Harriet, Mark free. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Poor you was like, for oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> So you go through the streets, the lights strobe you in a very cool Akira style. Uh, you hit a couple of blur flies on the way, a few ex-cabs, like Ubers of the cyberpunk universe, try and smash you off the road, uh, but you're all good. It's busy. It's busy. A few Manchester PD cars fly past, as I say, verbal on tonight. It's all a bit, bit violent. Someone said something about something coming home, but you didn't quite pick it up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and off you make your way to the White Bull. Where am I going to put the White Bull? Let's say it's in Hume. Hume is a rather rough bit of town um, in Burt. Nowadays, it's quite nice. It is sort of one of the choppier ends of town. It's where the students used to be and sort of still live. It's very rough and red, up and coming, you'd say, if you were from London. It's an up and coming area of the city. <laughs> um, like Peck and Rye about 10 years ago. Um, and you know the White Bull. It is a very traditional pub. It is painted matte white, 
flat roof, very small windows. In other words, terrifying. A terrifying pub. <laughs> um, a pub player Fiona would never be seen dead in. <laughs> so, yeah. A pub that I would walk horridly past if, it, if I was actually on the streets. And the shutters down, apart from the door. That's... Yeah, one of those ones. It's got yeah. it's got a sign that just says "Students Welcome" long faded. Locals <laughs> <laughs> only. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, outside though is uh, a rather large bouncer. Two of them actually having a chat. They see you pull up. They laugh at your van, uh, but they are they they happily show you in. They're not they're not bothered. Again, you are of no threat to these people, so they're not gonna <laughs> they're not gonna be rough and ready with you. You and actually, I should ask. Really, you have blurb fly capability. Are they zipping around your head? Do you do you show it? That makes sense. Do you have a constant sort of cloud around you, or no? I have uh, numerous pockets um, that they fly out of when I'm ready to launch them. Um, but usually, I keep them concealed because I find them irritating as well. So. <laughs> Yes, for the people at home, uh, a blurb fly is, imagine a drone mosquito. Uh, so something that small and annoying, but it can, you know, broadcast uh, a message or the, the, or a, a bit of propaganda. Or so, yes, yeah, the post, it's YouTube, it's Snapchat, it's everything combined to a tiny mosquito drone and it flies in your face. and It's very annoying. And they are everywhere. Absolutely everywhere. Uh, and finally, Namo, how much shadow do you show? So you are... On the face of it, more pretty much pure human. The shadow elements often show in the eyes, um, or you can sort of have yourself, you know, sort of your fingers might trail off into shadow kind of thing. How how shadowy are you, if that makes any sense? You can control it, but in mm -hmm. general, how much shadow do you present, if that makes sense? In general, I want to kind of, I want to like, emanate shadow like i'm very proud of it so i want it in my eyes i want it like trailing around like my hands and behind me as i move like i i am announcing this i am not ashamed all right just just so i got that in my head but yeah three of you are welcome into the white bull you go in um there is some rock music playing on the, the jukebox a lot of regulars sat round, a couple of tables look a bit rough and ready. Uh, there's a pair of Robo Crusties, which are sort of the uh, the robots that checked in and then never checked out, or the other way around, checked out and never checked in. And they're joined by a massive pair of droid dreadlocks that joins the pair of them together. They have decided to take that step and become one symbiont uh, being, uh, and they are currently pushing a tiny amount of beer around in a glass back and forth they're obviously on their last one and can't afford much more behind the bar is uh posh aiden a very dapper dog man uh incredibly groomed and attired again i don't know why i happened to pull this one out again but imagine a 1940s sort of like spiv guy or this is obviously the trend in manchester at this point is spiv spiv wear 1940s so private walker from dad's army for the people at home uh, and for our canadian friends I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> so, um, yeah, imagine 40 slipped hair, little moustache, tiny cigarillo that might not even be lit. But he sees you as you come in, takes a measure of you, and by the time you actually get to the bar, there's already three half pints of bitter on the, uh, on the side for you. Oh, can I help you? We're looking for Automat Aiden. Is he in All tonight? Right. He is. He's in the back like he always is. 
you're the second crew to come. Who was the first? Bunch of scary lads, actually. One of them. Big quiff. Big old quiff. That rings a bell. Could any of you make a streetwise check, please, if you got that as a skill? You can all make the check if you want to. If you have streetwise, that's relevant. If you want to put effort into it, don't. It's not worth it. <laughs> uh, it comes from your intellect pool. <laughs> I'll just make a straight one. Sure. A four. A four. You don't even know what a quiff is. <laughs> no. They sound like bad people. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> that's as far as I get. <laughs> Anyone else go anything? Can I roll on that too, even though yeah, Harriet's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just It's just thrown out there. It is absolutely, it's absolutely, it's a passive perception check, if you will. Another 18. Uh, I want to make sure my dice roll, yeah, it, it's working. I got another one. Okay, fantastic. Well, you recognize that, and you can tell the others quickly, as Teddy Boy, the leader of the hardcore, he is known for his rather large um, quiff, Morrissey-esque quiff. That's bad news. You're talking about Teddy. Teddy boy, he's gone here first as one pint. Ah, yeah. In fact, you might even catch him, but, um, you know, patrons, if they're going to use the back room, they've got to have a drink. What's uh, what's uh, Automat uh, drinking? We'll take something in for him. Automat? Oh, what does he like? And he sort of reaches under and he pulls up a bottle of, like, it looks like an energy drink. It's very yellow. It's called um, French's Yellow. Uh, and he bangs it on the table. It's like, one of these spicy ones. Okay, we'll have one of them with an umbrella in it. With an umbrella. <laughs> okay. He turns around to look for an umbrella. Uh, <laughs> you get the feeling he is waiting for you to drink these drinks he's placed in front of you and hand him at least a couple of quid for them. Well, I've got, I've got uh, funds, so I'll uh, hand it over. I, nice. I, I should say, sorry as well, you as a group have an extra £100 uh, with which you are expecting, that's how much this feather is going to cost you, basically. So you probably, you might have your own amount of money, you might have no money because you're a dog. I, <laughs> I've got £200, apparently. You've got £200, <laughs> I like the idea that I have a credit card, like, because that has a yeah. tongue. <laughs> uh, I can pay. Like. Yeah, me, me. Um, but as a group, you have an extra 100 which is is for the feather, basically. Oh, I see, okay. Yeah. Um, so, Harriet, can, can you buy my drink? I don't have any money. So uh, I'll get them in. Oh, I, 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 I could help. I could help. Just give me a sec. Hot. Oh, oh, trying to get the credit card out. But presumably by the time it comes out, you was like, fuck this. Yeah, you had <laughs> like, paid well ahead. Yeah. You uh, you get less than a pound back from a fiver um, uh, for free halves. Um, and uh, he, he's very pleased to watch you. He's all like, hey, drink, drink up. Oh, go on then. You can go back. I sort of, I sort of say, uh, could could one of you put it in a saucer? I I can't reach. You've got, I think you've got a hatch in your back which gets opened up and you can pour the drink into. Oh, I, I thought you were gonna be like a nozzle that just goes. <laughs> <laughs> you can have that if you want. You are no, a no, I, 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 a hatch will do, and one of them can pour it in, and I'm like, ha. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's more liquid than you got blood in your tiny body. Yeah. Um, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> So stepping back, going into the back room, is that classic, you go just behind the bar, loser to your left and to your right. A wave of ammonia hits you as you walk past them. Uh, proper wincing, like, oh, ammonia and bleach hits you. And then you go in through like a smaller corridor until there's another door in front of you. And from behind that door, you hear a fucking up. And then a sound of stuff falling. What do you do? 
what we'll do, I'll launch a blurb fly um, to survey the room and uh, so we can see what's happening nice. before we go in. Yeah, good idea. Yeah, you, uh, you you quickly just throw one out, you sort of throw it in the air and it catches the wind and, and flies in, buzzing away. And you give it a little, uh, almost like a, a blurb-eye view of what's going on. And you see a classic back room of a pub, boxes and boxes of peanuts and pork scratchings on one side. And then there's like a, a table with a very primitive uh, feather fax, feather fax machine. And slumped on that is someone that you recognise as Automat. Um, sort of like that big load of blood running down his face and the door which would then go out onto the street is literally closing as your fly comes in you see a, you see a foot coming out the back of it as the door slam as closes shut go get him harriet understood through the door into the rooms so you see exactly as i described and then you keep going out into the alleyway in front of you, proper quarry. It wouldn't be, but it is now proper quarry, uh, cobblestones and bins and gates and rough children. And you see a couple of figures absolutely making a break for it, known as cheesing it. Right, speed check, please. I'm not going to tell you the difficulty, and then I will rush back to you and, and Nemo to see what's going on in the right, back of the right. pub. But Harriet, make me a speed check. I'm not going to tell you the difficulty, uh, so it's up to you to put effort in, or if you've got running or athletics as a skill or something, we can count that. So, yeah, so I do have running, but that's in might rather than speed. Oh, okay, do speed. Uh, we'll, we'll change it to might then. The beauty okay. of the system is it is easily manipulable, yes, if you can say I, the word. I, I agree. Yes, it, it's definitely that. Cool. Uh, yes, yeah, so I'll use my running to bring it down. Uh... I'll send a blurb fly uh, blasting out who let the dogs out to give you a bit of momentum. That is an excellent <laughs> idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, yeah we'll reduce that. And yeah, I'll do that for now. Go for it. All right, so rolling the 20 That is a two. So. Can I, can I use my uh, insp- uh, inspiration, my uh, XP, XP to re-roll yeah. it? Not inspiration. Wrong Sorry. Don't want to get sued. Don't want to get sued. <laughs> so is it just using one of my inspiration? Because I've got two currently. One of your XP, yeah. Yeah, my XP. Ah, uh, yes. What, am I, one... what are my XP? Uh, one of your XP. That's even worse. That's a natural one. Oh, <laughs> so a natural one is a GM's intrusion with no XP given. Do you want to re-roll that? No, I think I, I, I have a thing where I only re-roll it once. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. see how this goes, yeah. Brilliant, yeah. So you skid out. You do that thing where a dog has to turn really fast. So you sort of, yeah, yeah you scrubble, 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 yep. And run, 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 run. And you are actually gaining, 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 gaining. But suddenly... Ah, <gasps> oh, it's you. <laughs> um, Goodbye, head number three. <laughs> it launches you. Thankfully, it looks like they were slowing anyway, but you are hit in the side, launched against a wall for free, for free might damage. All right. Um, before the car sort of goes, oh, what? <laughs> Reverses and drives off. Oh. <laughs> but yes, unfortunately, you lost the trail after being hit by a car. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. You and, and Nemo, you are not aware of this. You just hear me. <laughs> from outside, um, but you have a very bloody-looking automat in front of you. He's a robo-man, um, and they've obviously, he sort of, he is literally half robot, half man, and they've smashed up the man side of his face because that's a lot easier to do than the robot side. But he looks in a bad way. He's alive, but doesn't look great. And he's, he's pretty like, oh, uh, uh, is anyone 
see that truck? So Nemo, are you good with uh, with fixing up faces? I'm more, I'm better with machines. I I'm not good at fixing faces. I I I don't think there's any coming back for this for this man for this robo man here. This is it. <laughs> He's done. Still there, like in the moon with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I have to put him down. Wait, what? Actually, you would do me a roll, please. Uh, I'm going to say it's intellect if you if you so want to, if you put any effort in. But I'm going to use your skill of fixing robots. I'm, I'm taking that in, so it's down one level already. Okay. And... Um... We've got this energy drink, haven't we? With an umbrella in. With can, an umbrella. I pour, can I pour a bit of that over his face as well? Too? Absolutely, yeah. Say about the ice cream van. That's no, oh, I think, I think that makes the scene even yeah, better. Yeah, I'll have 99, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Okay. I've rolled a 15. Fantastic. Um, Automa actually is showing more human than he really is. Having a look under where they bashed his face up, he's actually got an entire chrome face, so it looks like he's got a layer of skin, Terminator style, so you're able to use your skills to um, sort of stabilise him a little bit. He'll have to buy himself a new half of the face, but uh, underneath he's okay. He's just a bit shaken. You're able to pour the energy drink into the right places, the French's yellow mustard drink. Into his uh, into the right bit, and he, he he he's back to his old self. He's used to it. he's a he's a feather dealer. He's used to getting battered occasionally. And um, speaking of, the door opens and a very limping Harriet Good Girl comes in uh, with sort of Hot Wheels style battle damage down one side. Do not worry, I am fine. <laughs> Harriet, what happened? Uh, you should see the other car. Ha ha ha! Um, Wait, did you say car? Yes. Uh, unfortunately, the, the, they did not stop. Um, but I came here because uh, I thought you needed help. Here, here, no more chasing cars. We've talked about this. We don't chase cars on the road. What do we do? We don't chase cars on the road. But I'm looking at you in this whole time because you had told me to go. So. And we look both ways when we're look, on the road. We look yes. left, left and then we look... Other left, yes. No, no right. Oh, no right. How did you clock which direction? They were ahead of me, and then I was not ahead of them. I was very far to the right of them. They've gone. I'm yeah. sorry, sad. <laughs> Tail down. <laughs> you lost them round an alley, unfortunately. There's no way you can tell. There was a group of them, though. I told them to halt, and they did not. So, so Matt, what hit you? Well, ah, and then you realise there's a perfect, like, bellhammer-shaped indentation in his chrome head it was that teddy boy he came in with his mates was like can we get her this is singland i said yes you realize that automat is now going to tell you every detail of this story i said yes and they said good because that's what we're after so i said okay well i can get one and so i turned around and i opened my desk drawer and while i was doing that two of them sat down and but teddy boy stood up so I open my desk drawer and I keep a lot of things in my desk drawer. I keep feathers in my desk drawer. That's one thing. Pens. We only, we don't need everything in your desk. Thank you very much. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, sorry. So I said, yes, I've got one of them. So I opened it, uh, but I didn't have it in that drawer. So I shut that drawer and I opened the next drawer and that's where I kept my yellow feathers. And I say kept because the moment I did that, 
I suddenly felt this on my head. Suddenly hit me with something. I don't know what. Now I'm thinking it's a hammer. Wait, wait, wait. You don't know what hit you? Like, you don't have a logical guess? Well, you see, I think it was a bell hammer, but, you know, it could also be a mattock. Mattocks are very similar to hammers, so I'm not sure. But also, a lead pipe is a classic mugging weapon, so it could have been that as well. Um, and I don't want to... Okay, say- please get back to the story. I won't interrupt again. So, 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 so Matt, DD yeah. deals with uh, the hardcore quite often? Uh, no, I don't really like them, but they had money, so I thought I should do a deal, really. No, I take it they didn't hand over the money they just took the feathers and then for the first time he realizes that yes he actually didn't get any money for it at all yeah well, yeah they did they took all the feathers didn't they oh they were my feathers oh no yeah i haven't got any money at all oh. are, you saying, are you saying that um one of those yellows was uh, the uh, this is singland well that's the funny thing and here's where the story starts I've got a lot of feathers, and a lot of them are very traditional, but someone said, I can get you with This Is Singland. And they got me one, and it was labelled, This Is Singland. However, I was drinking a drink um, next to it. You know, normally I've got my drinks there and my feathers there, and I was drinking it, and some water from the glass got on the feather, and the colour, which was yellow, came off, and it was blue underneath, and I think I was told a dud. One. So I think they're carrying a dud. This is England. I think they've got a blue. I think I've been ripped off and then I've been hit. I might go to the police about this. Yes, this seems like a dangerous uh, line, like a career for you to take if you constantly get hit and get no money for it. Yeah. You know, my wife said that. My wife has said, Matt, why not, you know, work at the front of the pub? That, that'll be better, she said. And I said, no, no, Margaret, no, it won't. But there we go. I like this, Margaret. Are you completely featherless now? Um, he opens his drawer again. No, I've got a few blues. Are you after blue? I got a blue, and I got a, I got a couple of pinks. Are you old enough for that? No, I've just the blues. I've just the blues. Blue feathers are like buying the beano when you're 18 years old. You know us, Matt. I'm going to use the line again. We walk the line. Oh yeah, like that Cash fella, Jimmy Cash. He's got him, isn't he? Does those songs? Hi oh, silver lining. That's my favourite. Yeah, no, I'm pretty fabulous now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, you lot. But, you know, there's bad people out there. The, the hardcore lads, where yeah. did you find them? Where, where do they hang out? Do you know what? I don't really know. I know that I think they've got a pad on Meldon Road. That's all I know. But they move around a lot because I don't think they pay their rent either. They're not. They don't seem like the type. No, I really should stop dealing with them, to be honest. Um, but, you know, bigger boys, the bigger boys, and they come and they, they demand things. I'm not really cut out for this feather dealing, am I? Harriet, no more. I reckon we get in the van and head to Birchall as quick as we can before uh, Teddy gets there. That seems the, the best uh, plan of action. I like it. I like you. I like this. This is great. Okay. Well, could you get me another drink on the way out, please? Because my head hurts now. <laughs> I sort of... I, I, I'll stick up for my uh, credit card and go... But... <laughs> <laughs> On, on me. Oh, lovely. You're a lovely dog. I'm, I'm a good girl. Yeah. You leave Automat to his ruminations and maybe his different choice of life uh, choices. That's bad grammar. That was bad grammar. Come on, Rob. Uh, you hop into the van and off you go to the Birch Hall that you want. Okay, so you need to head to Birch Hall. How are you getting there? I am 
going to use my A to Z book um, cipher through the direction. Fantastic. So ciphers are these one-shot things that you've got, kind of like little magic items. They, they come and they go. You'll be able to scavenge more later. But activating it basically lets you almost know it kind of uh, you, you can sort of activate it put it on the card dashboard and it does like a, a computer game big green arrow appears on the on the hood of the dashboard and points you which way to go it doesn't tell you where the streets are it just tells you the general direction amazing so yeah. you are able to just fly through the streets hopefully not hitting any dogs um <laughs> on the way <laughs> I, i'm like watch out oh no it's a bin watch out oh it's okay <laughs> Watch out, it's a cat, it's fine. Uh, get him! Get him, Faster. kill him. Uh, who is the driver, by the way, in, in the gang, who is the driver, not Harriet? Oh. I would love to be the driver, and I would love to own this van, and that be the reason why, canonically, I have no money. Yes, brilliant. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're the, yeah, you're here because you've got a van. You're the drummer of the gang. <laughs> <laughs> Must have van. <laughs> Okay, so burning through the city streets, you get, again, busy crowds now. The vert ball match isn't going the way that one team would like it to go, so some of the crowds are getting a bit belligerent. There's bottles being thrown, sharp and coins and batteries. Apparently nothing is coming home at this point, but we'll find out later uh, as your van pushes through the crowd. And you get to Birch Hall, and the vert you want is on the main sort of drag, on the main strip. Vert you want are incredibly bright. Imagine a very white, very sanitized, I was about to say satanic, sanitized sort of pharmacy that you know, blows off into the distance and a rather large feather, distinct feather in the uh, in the logo above the door. Outside, there are a good number of feather heads, some of whom are in the middle of a trip, collapsed on the floor, lying out, uh, some of them talking, some of them dealing. They're, they're kind of almost social hubs as well because it's... Feathers, in many ways, have replaced the pub in the primary place that people go. So people will go into a vert you want, buy a vert feather, and take it the moment they step out the door. So uh, there's no taking on the premises, though. So you've been here many times, many, many, many times. It's unlikely that they're going to have... Um, this is England here, but they might be able to connect us. Yeah, you, you suspect that Mikey's going to be working out the back kind of thing. He probably won't have any on the property, but uh, it's a good place to make a connection. Does it look like if we're about to go in, can I check around to see if there's um, those ne'er do wells that I chased and lost? If if I can see them coming around the corner, or if there's any sign of them just coming in? Yeah, really good idea. Um, could you make me a perception based check, please? If you've got perception as a uh, skill, you can use that. Um, if you don't, yeah, it's intellect. Oh, and if you do, it's intellect as well. Yeah, so I've got all perception actions. <laughs> so I'm just always on alert. <laughs> I'm so, well, you're a dog, aren't you? you I'm you, a dog. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah so, yeah, so I've got ball, that. Ball, ball, ball. Uh, uh, so I've got that um, looking around. So remind me about this, the edge stuff as well. If I wanted to right. take it. So yeah. if you want to put effort in, yes. you take three points uh, off of the relevant pool, which yep. in this uh, case would be intellect. Yep. If you have an edge in that pool, you might you minus the edge, in this case, one from those three points. So it costs you two points. I think Harriet is feeling like I lost them. It's all my fault. So I think I would spend uh, three points from my intellect to, to uh, like try and make up for the fact that it's all my fault, even though it's yes. <laughs> I'm a dog. It's fine. Uh, yes. So yeah, so that's uh, perception skill and three off in the... So, all right, and then I'll just roll. That is a 15. Nice, yeah. The hardcore are not here. 
you cannot see them at all. There is like a couple of ne'er do wells, but the moment you sort of look at them and snarl, they back off. Like they're obviously maybe they were going to plan to maybe harass you or jump you before you got in there, but you, the fact that you're aware of them puts them off and they look for easier marks. Yeah. Uh, like, but a couple of, yeah, a couple of Robo Crusties move off just like. Yeah, I'm just like, yeah, yeah, and stay out. Yes, yeah, yes. Better mm, run. Uh, yeah. Better run. <laughs> yeah. My bite is worse than my bark. And then <laughs> we head on in. <laughs> so, yeah. Cool, Excellent. Cool. As you step in, ding! Welcome to Virtue Wands. Uh, it is a paradise in here compared to outside. Uh, very good, sanitized, Muzak dinging away. You know, doo, 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 doo. Uh, and there is a young lad behind the counter um, stacking feathers, uh, blues mainly. Um, and he looks up. And with a forced sort of smile says, hello, welcome to Vert You Want. Please find the Vert You Want. I feel so much for this poor boy. <laughs> <laughs> we need to speak to Mikey. Oh, God, right. Yeah, I've said it before. Mikey's not on shift. Hang on. He reaches under his counter and puts a, what's called a feather phone, on the, uh, on the, 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 tablet in front of you basically this is a feather that you take and it connects you with somebody and you can talk to them directly is it about this is england it is why are you getting a lot of inquiries about that today you would not believe it do you know if this job was interesting i'd find out what was going on but i don't care so yes to answer your question yeah you're not from the men are you have you heard any reviews because we've heard it's mixed uh well my friend took it I wonder if they've come out yet, actually. No, I haven't. Um, yeah, I bet it's good. You know what I mean? A lot of them are remakes and reboots these days, so you never know, but occasionally you get... Go into it without reading any reviews. That's what I've heard. Just just straight in. Don't, don't think about what it's going to be, and you'll enjoy it, apparently. That, that's what I've heard. Where is your friend? Are, are they okay? Are they safe? Oh, they'll be fine. He's just not on shift tonight. Where are where are they? Maybe we can maybe we can ask them. Well, that's what the feather phone's for. <gasps> Give them a call. Ah, oh, that's so cool. Uh, I like you. Right, who's going to take the feather? This is I've not explained how you take a feather, and it is both gross and exciting at the same time. I am willing to take the feather. Like I'll look at it. I'll look at the other two and see if like anyone gives me a no. But if not, <laughs> I'll I'll take the feather. So to take a feather, this is I hate this idea so much. You they are large, and you literally open your mouth and dip it like a, a COVID test oh. to, to, to to date where we are, are playing. Um, I was more thinking uh, like with a you know like pingu with a fish, and like well, <laughs> that's what I yeah. assumed. But okay, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but you like swab it in your mouth. Yeah, you put it right into the back. Touch the back of your throat with it and then pull it out again. Okay. Which would um, just be awful. Which is just... Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm going to, like, scrunch up my face, be like, oh, oh, I, I hate this. Somebody yeah. help me. Somebody... And I'm just going to, like... I mean, you are quite used to them. As a featherhead, you are used to this bit, but okay, it's, still, it's still not good. <laughs> it goes down nice and easy. And the next thing is you see a sort of hazy image of a quite tired-looking man like me, imagine this image appears uh, with the views at home. I'm quite a tired-looking man. And hello, yeah, Mikey, what do you want? Hey, Mikey, it's Nemo. Oh, hey, you're right. He says that in a way that he has no idea who you are. Yeah, cool. Um, we heard that you had This Is England. This Is England, I, yeah, you want it? 
Yeah. Right, 100 quid, Wumpy Burgers on Meldon Road. Meet you in half an hour. So could you say the address one more time, please? Wumpy Burger, Meldon Road. Yeah, I, I got it. Thank you. All right, 100 quid, I. 100 quid, yeah. See you later. And the uh, it cuts out. When you pull the feather out, it has now gone a uh, pure shade of cream. The colour has all gone out of the feather. <laughs> yeah, that's very much a <laughs> Oh my god. Mikey's kind of a kind of a, a jerk, by the way, guys. <laughs> and I just think everyone should be prepared for that before we meet him. You'd think most drug dealers would be nice as well. <laughs> They're like, they want your clientele, but he's really not putting in the effort to get, like, my money. Yeah, well, Mark, this on the Yelp review, uh, customer service poor. Yes, I agree, Namco. Um, Harriet and Ewan, you notice that when Nemo took that feather and touched the vert for a very minor amount of time, feather phones, while they work with the vert, they aren't accessing the vert, their skin changed a very slight colour to... What, what colour would you like your skin to change to for a moment, Nemo? Pink. Pink for a second. Their skin just pinked up a little bit and then whoop, went away again. Yeah, interesting. Right, you've got a lead now. Wumpy Burgers on Meldon Road. Which is also where hardcore based. So we need to be prepared for this because uh, Teddy's one step ahead of us. Maybe he gets to the Wumpa Burger before us, then uh, Mikey's going to be toast. If it, certainly if it is a, a counterfeit one, a fake one. Hmm. Well, he'll be distracted by the fake. Like, he would have entered and he'll be in the boat right now. He could be somewhere uh, else. So what we want to do is rush there and get Mikey out of there so he doesn't know where to go. That sounds like a great plan. Get in the van. I'm there. I'm in, the, I'm in the driver's seat and you're like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no. But like, I will, I'll roll down the windows slightly and grab one of my mix CDs and put on Who Let the Dogs Out. Okay, <gasps> oh, excellent. It's the equivalent of a pair of keys. Like, you just play that. Okay, bang into the van and off you go down Meldon Road. Um, I speed to get there as well, so we make it. High speed. Oh, can I have a driving check then, please? Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> Dead the words. Uh, if you've got driving, that's the relevant skill. If not, I'll oh. take either speed or intellect. Your choice, if you want to put any effort in. It's torrential rain here in uh, Adlington at the moment, so it's good sound effects, I think. Oh, excellent. <laughs> Amazing. Well, do you know what? Let's bleed in the real life. That's very vert-like. The rain, <laughs> since you've been in vert, you want, has pounded down, so I'm going to add an extra level of difficulty to this. Oh, shoot. Oh, sorry about that, guys. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'll use just one effort, so that's three um, points from my speed, from the yes. speed. Do you have an edge in speed? No, I don't. No. Okay, three points then. And yeah. I will tell you about resting in a second. And I'm going to roll this dice. Come on, you've got this. Oh, <laughs> I got a one. No! Do you want to re-roll? <laughs> You actually hit me from before. We've gone through a time loop. <laughs> you go so fast. You go through time. <laughs> okay, I'll use my only XP. You don't have to. You don't have to. I've got. I've got a plan. If you don't. If you don't. No, I sure. love my van. I'm going to use my XP. <laughs> <laughs> this yes, is my yeah. prized belonging. Go for it. 
Go for it. Oh, 19. Oh, there we go. So you are flying down the Oxford Road as you go as fast as you can. And what would have been the one is an all-out riot has now broken out between the Manchester City fans and the Chroma fans. And you, at the last second, remember, you can just turn down Portland Street here. So you quickly yank on the uh, yank on the wheel. Um, for any Mancunians in the audience, ignore my geography. I'm just pulling out road names at random here. Uh, yeah. You turn it down Portland Street, uh, race down, and head towards the Meldon Road. Good work, because that one would have had your van in the middle of a football riot. Uh, sorry, a vert ball riot. <laughs> but you are through. The Meldon Road is an area of shops quite run down, not great. The Wumpy Burger is probably the... Uh, the uh, sort of highlight of the row of shops. And it's kind of known as well as a bit of a hangout for the police. The employees of Wumpy Burger give the police free burgers and milkshakes in exchange effectively for protection. As your van gets quite close towards it, you realise that around the Wumpy Burger are some towers you didn't notice with shadow scanners on. And these things basically are, imagine CCTV mixed with that kind of cool um, science fiction stuff. The audience at home, I'm making a stupid noise. I'm moving my hands uh, up and down. But it's like a scanner that will read a number plate, read you, connected to the central Manchester Police Department database. The three of you, while while featherheads, are at this point on the right side of the law. So you have yet to get a criminal record. Yeah, I, I'm a good girl, so... Yeah, yeah. it's literally, literally the name, so... Yeah. I hope I don't get a ticket for speeding. <laughs> I can't afford it. No one has got a ticket for speeding Manchester in 15 years, so you don't need to worry <laughs> about that. But you feel, particularly you, Nemo, feel the unpleasant feeling of being shadow-scanned. And it's it's like when you get in a lift and it goes before you're ready. Just that moment of just, ooh... Ooh, it's not it's not full on nausea, but there is just that moment where it just feels like something's up. And yeah, you are shadow scanned, the van is shadow scanned, but obviously nothing flags up on the database. And you're able to pull up in the car park of Wumpy Burger. There are two Manchester Police Department cars parked up. Inside, you can see about three police all chatting away, two human cops, one shadow cop, all chatting, a couple of staff, and waiting for you is Mikey. He is a pure human. You sort of recognise him. You've dealt with him before at Vert you want. And as you're coming in, he sort of waves and then he walks into the Wumpy Burger. He did know who I was. <laughs> Guy's a liar. Well, he saw your face in the feather, so... Okay, we'll, we'll follow him. Mm-hmm. Out the car. Cool. Okay, so you jump out and into the Wumpy Burger again. Bright lights, very sterile. Wumpy burgers are not much to write home about, except it's served on a plate with a knife and fork, which makes it a bit different. That is an excellent reference to Wimpy there. Um, you uh, step in, and uh, Mikey's already sat at a booth with a milkshake, and he says, come on, sit down. What I really love about Wumpy is that you get those beef tomatoes, those synthy ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't get them anywhere else, do you, uh, Mikey? No, the, do you know what? I've never, never eaten it in my life. I only come here for the protection. And he sort of he sort of nods at the police. Uh, they nod back at him. You get the feeling that the reason he is here is because he can't be jumped while there's free cops around the place. Maybe. So this is England, is it? That's what we're after. Right. Well, it was 100 quid I said on the phone, wasn't it? It was 100 quid. Yes. Yeah. 
See, I've been followed here. I'm worried now, you see. I've been followed here. A few ruffians, and I'm a bit worried for my safety. And, you know, insurance isn't, is going up all the time. Wages are going down. Furloughs over. It's going to be 110, please. Well, what about what about those cops? I thought you were here because you had people. Oh, I'm fine in here, but I, I don't live here. God, I can't oh, can't stay here all night. Well, I could actually, but no, I don't want to stay here all night. And you know, if I go out onto the street, I'm gonna, you know, it's just worrying times, isn't it? There are bad people on the street. Have you heard about what happened to Automat? Yes, we were there. Was it you? No, no, it no. wasn't us. I, yes, I spoke before thinking. Sorry. <laughs> we know who it was, though. That dog does that all the time. That dog does that all the time. Hello. <laughs> listen, listen, Mikey, we, we know that there's counterfeits on the street as well, so how can we be sure that what you're giving us is this is single? We don't want any coloured blues. That's smart. Very smart of you, and he pulls out a rather large yellow feather, which on the... Uh, on the I, I'm sorry, I don't know feathers. What's the what's the hard bit that you make a quill out of? That bit, whatever the, the biological name for that bit is, there is sort of type stamped, this is Singland. Uh, that's how you sort of identify the feather. It is yellow and it's got a very, very, very slight sort of shine of silver on it. Silver feathers are almost the top end. Silver feathers are what are known as programmer feathers. They are the the sort of the prototypes, the alpha tests, the beta tests. So this could be quite valuable. In fact, he's letting it go for 110 is pretty good, but also silver feathers can be trash because they're an alpha test, beta test. So, you know, just so you're aware of that, this is not a commercially released feather at this point, basically. But he pulls it out. And he says, uh, may I? And Harriet, he reaches towards the uh, bowl of water you somehow procured uh, that they keep around the place. They keep them uh, around the place. Water to the and table, he, yep. Yeah, and he dips the feather in and then sort of dangles it in front of you, kind of doing a like a Darren Brown magic thing. You know, he's sort of like, oh, oh, and he shakes it. Yeah. Uh, yep, uh, yep. The dog, dog gets hypnotised. Uh, <laughs> look at that. And he turns it over perfectly. Perfectly fine. You can touch it if you want. This is 100% genuine. Now, the police are just looking at this. They are looking at this, and this is not a legal feather. They are just, but they, they do not care. They are. What's his story, Mikey? Where's it come from? Well, do you know, no one's really sure. So, do you know Manchester Terry? You are not aware of Manchester Terry. <laughs> so, no. They, <laughs> uh, well, he works for Gimbal Inc., uh, one of the... Uh, sort of one of these hipster feather places you know you've got your feather makers who do your big sort of you're the ones everyone's done kind of thing darling buds of may that's one and sad's army that's another classic um but then you've got this whole new wave of micro feather makers uh, all these lads with beards and tattoos setting up like these little places that do incredibly specialized feathers have you ever had a um milk stout feather a very odd a very odd this is one of them. This has come from Gimbal Inc. It's uh, kind of new. I've not tried it, and I've heard some people are like, this is great. Some people don't like it that much. I don't know. Um, it's, it's very... And he sort of starts talking like a, um, a wine expert at this point. You've got really the hints of, like, nostalgia, strong nostalgia vibes, apparently. The notes, yes. The notes, that's it, yeah. It's got notes of nostalgia, notes of uh, violence, you know, that, that kind of things that people want in a feather these days. I don't know if I agree with supporting gentrification. 
I I uh, I think uh, I think the original uh, price should still stand, Mikey. Right, persuasion check, please, from okay. Human Green. So I am uh, trained in all tasks involving uh, interactions with pure humans. He is a pure human. Nice. So, boom, boom, bang, bang. It's your time to shine. <laughs> yeah. So it's a nice story, yeah. A story, Mikey, but you offered it as a price, and that's the price we want. So I've rolled 11. He sort of looks at you in the eye. Yeah, all right, okay, 100 quid. I am being followed, though. Like, that's not bollocks. You've got to watch out. But, yeah, all right, 100 quid, and it's yours. Okay. Pleasure doing business with you. Who was carrying the 100 pounds? I've written it on my sheet, so I'm, I'm happy to be like, yeah. do the sick, yeah, sick up again. <laughs> I was going to say, have you checked on it since you left the pub? Uh, obviously not. I went to run after I got hit by a car. So. <laughs> okay, well, when you go to look for it, it's still all there. Yeah, it's fine. All right, my, minor blip. Hang on. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, then, absolutely. maybe it's not even the credit card. It's just like like bills come out like boom, 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 boom. <laughs> well, as a, I think as a robo dog, actually, you sort of distend your jaw and like a cash machine is <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> and he takes his hundred. Oh dear. Okay, All right, yes. pleasure, a pleasure doing business. Um, I'm gonna sit here and drink my milkshake. Uh, enjoy the feather. Let me know how it is, please. You know, write a review into GameCat. You get one of those burgers with those uh, synthy uh, beef tomatoes on. You'll never look back, Mikey. You'll never look back. All right, I will. But you know what they say, don't get hooked on the produce. And he <laughs> uh, he goes towards the uh, the bar. The police give you a proper stare down as you stand up. And Nemo, you feel the shadow cop is trying to get in your shadow. You kind of like have that, almost like a feeling of two psychics. Like trying to, yeah, me, 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 me trying to push into each other but they're trying to proper like have a look at who you are but you've got nothing to hide so you're okay really i've got um a contact that can be the police or a manager of a small business okay so i'm going to say i'm going to say uh if you allow this that sitting in a van is one of the pure human ones is somebody i know absolutely fantastic yeah it's um it's uh disbury degsy I, I knew him before he was a copper Right. Uh, so I'm going to uh, nod to Degsy and uh, yeah. just have a word with him and ask him a little bit about uh, hardcore, what what's going down. Right, yeah. Degsy's like, all right, yeah, all right. How you doing? You've been in time, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just uh, here with my uh, friends here. Um, Hello. This is a dog. And, uh, Hello. Harriet. This is a shadow. I don't know why you said Harriet. He doesn't know your name. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. Hello, says. my name is Harriet. <laughs> <laughs> I like your um, hair. He starts giving you a little stroke on the back of the neck, which you might or might not like. It's up to you. Uh, this is acceptable. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now that you are, like now, you and the shadow cop are fully, like, facing each other, just like... And actually, they seem quite nice. Um, but, you know, there's there's a bit of ether talking going on between between all the, all the humans and dogs. Just tell us about what's going down with uh, Teddy and the... Uh... Hardcore. They say, oh, they're, they're, giving, they're giving us some jip. Yeah, they're on the rampage. They've been proper, like, going at it. Um, apparently, the attacked auto, Matt, uh, the, the white bull. I think just like you, they're after, you know, new frills and that, new frills and spills and belly aches. Um, they're just kind of chilling out. Um, 
We've been told to like move them on if we see them, but we're not going to arrest them. There's more going on. And as he says that, you see a Manchester City supporters van on fire sort of go down the road behind Wumpy Burger. So we're just having our break, and then we're going to sort all that out out there. Just stay away from him. You know what Teddy Boy's like. He's just a show off. He's all um, bark no bite. If you don't mind the uh, the pun. Ha 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 ha. Could use you on the force. Need someone to laugh at my jokes. The other police obviously hate this guy, and they're just. Like, <laughs> Why is you in friends with him then? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Wait, can I see into the other shadows' mind? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Can I see how much hate there is for this guy? Yeah, like literally the Shadow Cop is. The Shadow Cops are in a strange place because they're kind of looked down upon, but they are incredibly important to the police work. So there's already a resentment there. And the fact that this guy is her sergeant, she's just like, I hate, like she's like focusing on you, focusing on you. Then the moment he says that, like the shadow just switches. Like it's almost like the eye of Sauron's warmth. It's just like, I hate this guy so much. Just like, And she's thinking about getting home and getting in the bath and not having to worry about a football riot, a verbal riot. I'm just like shadow, shadow to shadow. I'm going to like lean in and be like, oh my God, what a pain. How, how do you, how do you handle this? I have to block it. It's just like, I've got him on block. I leave him on red, got him on block. Do not, just do not even engage. It's not like, worth it. Avoid eye contact, just repress it first thing you get home. I get it. That's that's what I do when I have bad business partners. Yeah. You've just, yeah. just got to let it go. Just, just got to let it go. Don't join the police. Don't, I n- never in a million years. Okay, listen, listen, not that, like, no disrespect for what you do. Don't worry about it. Enjoy, have a good, she says, have a good evening and um, you be careful in there. You know why. Didsbury. Uh, yeah. I might need to call in a favor. Oh, I. He puts down his milkshake. It's uh, not now, but maybe later. Right. Just watch out for us. You'll do that, won't you? Uh, yeah. You can give uh, give the dog another uh, another stroke, and uh, me and my shadow here and the dog, we're gonna we're gonna go. But if I need to call on you, you'll help me out, won't you? For all time's sake, you and yes, I will. Okay. I'll never forget what I did for you in Southern Cemetery. Nice one. All right. I like the police. They're nice. Let's leave. <laughs> you get a little, um, just before you do, uh, this breeze sort of goes, oh, hang on. And he passes you a tiny badge, which uh, you can affix to, which he affixes to your collar that just says, I love the police. Ah, amazing. <laughs> best day, best day, best day. <laughs> and uh, out you step into the rain. It's now sort of, actually, Dirk, how's the rain in Adlington? Oh, it's settled down now. We've got so the rain's, uh, rain rainbows. Got rainbows. Oh, oh. settling down, and the fires on the horizon are creating a lovely rainbow effect. So, you know, it, it's all getting nice. And as you step out in front of you on the other side of the car park, you see, tapping with a metal bar, a rather suave-looking man with an enormous quiff. We're talking, like, a, a foot high yeah, like just going up, curling over style. Uh, stood with him is uh, a younger woman uh, who is surrounded by a cloud of buzz flies and then a massive dude right in front of them uh, who's kind of dressed almost like Father Christmas but without the hat and the beard. It's Teddy Boy. 
Now you might have to jump on them here. We're going to do a combat. So in order to determine initiative, there are two places a player can be, either before the enemy or after the enemy. You will roll against their level with initiative being a relevant skill, speed being the relevant pool, if you want to put any effort in. And if you pass, if you beat their level, you're going to act before them. If you fail, you're going to act after them. Simple as that. So if you each want to roll, I'm not going to tell you the level. Uh, so it's up to you if you want to put effort in. Um, as I say, initiative would be a, uh, a relevant skill or quick thinking or danger sense. Yeah, uh, Harriet does have initiative. So Good old Harriet. Yeah. I have danger sense. Yep, I will, I will take danger sense. Uh, and yeah, speed or intellect if you want to put in for um, effort. I'm going to put in an effort from my intellect. Fantastic. What do you all score? Uh, 14 for Harriet. I've got 12. What do you Harriet? 12 for you in. I got a six. Oh. Uh, you put effort in there, didn't you? Yeah, and I have danger sense. Brilliant. You brought it down by two levels. You all can act. So as you step out, you see him before he sees you, or the group of them see you. Sort of like he's, I'm going to say, about 20 yards away. I don't know how far a yard is, so that just sounds good. Across the car park, your van is to the right of you. Again, oh, let's put it in a triangle. That's about 20 foot away. So it's almost like a triangle. You, them, your van. So you've got a number of actions to take, and they're kind of what you expect. You can move, you can attack, you can defend, you can guard. It's not detailed for combat, so do not worry about it. Just tell me what you want to do, and I'll work out the mechanics of it. So just, just to be clear, so I guess if we were, if this is like a triangle, like you said, if we run across, they would definitely see, they can see the van. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. You, you suspect they're waiting for you, yeah. but you have got the drop on them. Fine, fine. I just wanted to check that it wasn't like they're just watching the van and then we just... No, no, no. Cool, no. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Right, who's doing what? Okay, uh, as a first action, what I'm going to do is lob a sonic grenade into the centre of this triangle. Wow. And uh, I'm going to say, uh, heaven knows you're going to be miserable now with that quiff. Excellent, excellent. Okay, so while I mentioned earlier that Ciphers always work, they do, but if you want to sort of do this, you're going to have to pass the skill check, basically, to throw it correctly rather than throw it. And so it will activate, the grenade will go off, but you've got to get it accurate. So I'm going to put this as speed. Well, um, Namco's car's going to be exploded, we know now. <laughs> no! <laughs> At least it's a sonic grenade, so... Uh... Okay, so um, it's speed. I've got one point of effort in uh, speed, so I'm going to uh, knock it down by a level. Cool. Okay. And I've rolled a 10. Yes, so you throw this grenade. It lands beautifully in between the three of them and detonates, unleashing a massive sonic wave. What level was the grenade, please? It's uh, level two. Cool, so it's going to do two damage to the people in the concussive blast. There's like this guitar riff just blows out and from the debris, a sort of almost a shadow of Pete Townsend going... <laughs> on his guitar sort of dissipates into the air and the three of them are thrown backwards onto the floor by the uh, by the sonic blast so yeah boom, hits namo what are you gonna do i'm going to assume they haven't seen me yet and as a shadow i'm good at stealthy things because i have stealth yep so i wanna hide and start moving towards them like out of sight if I could reach them, I would want to stab Teddy, but I think that's too much. Okay, let's just do the stealth bit first then. Yeah, so absolutely make me a stealth roll, please. So it will come out of speed or intellect, your choice, and if you've got a relevant skill, again. 
Yeah, I have um, stealth as a skill. I feel like that might be relevant. Yeah, that, that definitely comes down to it. Um, I got a 15. Brilliant. You are able to sort of blend in with the the shadow, the natural shadows of the uh, of the car park, plus the fires in the distance, and you're able to sort of dissipate a little bit into the night. You don't, you can't like completely become a mist or anything like that, but you become very difficult to see as you make your way across the car park. Uh, Harriet, and you, you're not within stabby range yet, but you will be next turn. You've got you got close enough with a with a stabby dagger. Right. Okay. Uh, no. Um, so can I ask something? This is not related to the combat, just because. I'm just curious because obviously mm. we've got some really cool ciphers going on with the A to Z. Mm-hmm. We had the Sonic thing. I've got acid double biscuits level four mm-hmm. and dog seed cake. <laughs> Could I ask what they are yes, <laughs> before right. I do something drastic? Yes, yeah. <laughs> acid lassie single biscuits are a small flat dog biscuit depicting a bulldog wearing shades and a spiked collar. Anyone who is part dog receives plus one to all intellect rolls for 10 minutes per level of the cipher when you eat it. Oh, oh. Uh, and what, what was the other thing? Sorry, uh, dog, seed, dog seed cake. Oh, this is like a, little, a small roasted hayseed biscuit, typical hippie burnout baking from three decades ago. Plus is to your might pool. You get a extra point in your might pool. However, you get minus one to all social interaction rolls thanks to your weird earthy breath. <laughs> That's amazing. Neither yeah. of them are important right now, but I just, I was just out of interest. I was like, oh, I wonder what yeah, they are. In case I just stop throwing them randomly at other people and they don't do anything. That's good. Absolutely. Um, yeah, they're not grenades. Yeah, cool. Just wanted to say, I think I'm going to stick by Ewan um, yeah. and be ready, essentially, like following his direction. I've seen Namco, uh, Namo, sorry, go after the shadows. They've done that before. And I'm just like, right, I'm ready for instructions and just wait to see what everyone else okay. does and follow their lead, essentially. Yep, so I follow their lead. Uh, so you can uh, guard, or you can wait effectively if you want to. You can see what they do and then act if you want. You can I'll hold. do that, yeah. I'll yeah. hold. I'll hold. Do, do I have to, is it, again, is it like D&D where they do something, I have to say what I'm doing if they if it goes No, you'll them. basically say, I'm going to hold, and then you'll you'll act after them. You just have to say, I'm going to act after them. Yeah, so I'll, I'll just hold there. I'm not going to do anything else, so yeah. Their turn's really simple because they got knocked to their feet. Uh, the three of them stand up like, oh, fucking hell. Oh, oh, fucking hell. I don't know. I don't know voice of these ones. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I don't know why they're Bowie. Uh, the three of them stand up. Uh, oh, what's that, what's that, what was that grenade? Oh, God, it blew me off my feet. Klaus, go get them. Uh, the big boy sort of points at you, you, and, and starts stomping towards, but he doesn't get very far. Most of their turn was just standing up um, and for some reason having David Bowie accents. Uh, so Harriet, it is back to you to act in the uh, after phase. So they okay. have literally stood up, and only Ewan is a current target of aggro. Oh well, then I'm not having that. Ewan's my friend. I am going to go meet Klaus, like da 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 da, and like yeah. do essentially what do- uh, police dogs do, and like go for the arm and hold, like bite, essentially. Fantastic. So DM never rolls dice in the cipher system. Nice. Uh, in order to avoid an attack, you have to uh, get their level or better. In order to make an attack, you have to get their level or better. So you are making a might attack in this case. Okay. But, 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 if you want to put any effort in, now you can put effort into the damage if you want to. Instead of saying, I'm going to make it easier to hit, you can hope that you hit and then do more damage if you want to. Uh, I think for now, I will just, I, w- I want to make sure I do hit rather than damage. So I'll do yeah. that. So um, I have a level. Yes, I'm going to, I'm going to use, uh, yeah, I'm going to use effort because I've got an edge. So that's just a two on that. And I will, I will go bork, bork, bork. 
And that's a two. I'm going to re-roll, if that's all right, with my XP, my last XP. I would. I really should give you more XP, actually. Oh, no, it's fine. It's fine. That's, there we go. That is a 17 on the dice. 17. Fantastic. So you actually get to do a bonus damage as well. Uh, so, yeah, you jump up and sink your teeth into Klaus's arm, and he roars in a weird... German accent um, and sort of like moves and your your little legs are going up as you're you're being swung about but you are clamped on clamped on and good okay uh, back to the three of you again because now it's before them on the second round you three act out any area you want Namo you have the closest to you is the the girl who got knocked over she's now the closest to you but you could probably get past her and give um, uh, Teddy a stabbing if you want to. Uh, but I'm going to make you pass a, a stealth check to do that, or you can guarantee a stabbing on uh, on the girl. Uh, Ewan, you've thrown a grenade, and Harriet, you're currently clamped onto the arm of Klaus. Uh, so, what are you all doing? Uh, in fact, I'll tell the initiative because I can. Namo, what are you going to do? Yeah, I will stealthily stab the girl. Like, I'm going to walk towards her and then just kind of, the first thing I get close, I'm going to take my, well, I believe it's a switchblade. Yeah, my yeah. switchblade. Yeah. And um, just kind of like into the the cheek. Uh, so this is a might or a speed attack, your choice. I will use might and I'll put, I can put effort into the damage, you said. Yes, you can. I'm going to give you an asset to this already because you've got a, effectively an attack of um, surprise opportunity kind of thing. It's, it's So you've already got that. Nice. Okay. That's cool. It's, oh, it's a five. You've actually hit uh, because of that. So, yeah, you you bring your dagger down. You don't do any more additional damage, but that's actually enough. You bring it, uh, she sort of moves at the last second, and you, you manage to pierce her cheek with your switchblade as you're coming in. As it hits her skin, a very sort of like a shine of mathematical equations appears on her chin, but you break through them and go straight in. And as you go in... Um, and pull the switchblade out, a load of smoke sort of blows out her cheek at the same time uh, and envelops you, uh, knocking you back, but it's no damage. Like, uh, she obviously has a, a smoke element to her. So good work. You, you get the feeling she's pretty out of it for this. Ewan, you have a Klaus in front of you who's got a dog shaking, and behind you can see uh, Teddy Boy is get, got himself up with his pipe and he's looking pretty angry. Okay, so what I'm going to do is just dive for a little bit of cover and find yeah. it might be a dumpster thing just to hide behind it. I'm going to quickly program a blurb fly to yeah. record this scene for this round to see yeah. it and send it to uh, Didsbury. That is sending the cover. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. You are able to knock together a fly quite quickly. I'm going to make you do because it's on because you're sort of doing it fast. I'm going to make you roll for it, and I'm going to say I'm going to tell you this because you're making it. It's only a level two uh, because you're it's a very simple program of record and send is very basic to program. So it's level two. If you want to put any effort in, it's intellect. Oh, I should tell you about resting again in a second. Well, I will. I will tell you at some point. I lean against a, a bin, it smells here, and I'm uh, scrambling away uh, with a, a little pin uh, programming this uh, th this mosquito-sized robotic fly, and I roll a 15. Perfect. Yeah, you might. You've done this a lot of times before. It's a basic program. Tap, 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 tap. The little thing flies up and begins 
both recording and transmitting at the same time uh, directly to Didsbury's uh, Feather phone. So, yeah, spot on. Resting, I will quickly tell you before Harriet has her go, you have four rests to take. Uh, your first rest takes one action. Your, so you do it in the middle of combat. Your second rest takes 10 minutes. You can't do that in combat. Your third rest takes an hour, and your fourth rest takes 10 hours. You have to take them in that order. You can't skip ahead one. So you do an action, then the 10 minutes, then the hour, then the 10 hour. When you take a rest action, you say, Rob, I'm taking a rest action. And I say, I don't care, I'm the GM. And then you uh, pick a pool, roll a D6, add one, and that's how many points you recover in that pool. Can't go above the maximum. Simple as that. If you ever rest for 11 hours, 10 minutes, and one second, then you take it all four at once, and I just assume all your pulls regen. Basically, if you take a, if you take the ten hour one, you're long resting effectively, and it's fine. Boom, put your points up. This is all happening in one night, though, so you're not. I'll tell you now, you are not going to get to take your ten hour rest. Sure. So you've got your one action, your ten minutes, and your one hour rest. And your one hour one, you'll have a certain time you can take it, and I'll let you know when that is. So if you want to take a rest now, do so or don't. I don't mind or care because I'm the GM. I don't have a player. Oh, that's good I, to know. I didn't know that. I survive whatever happens. Um, <laughs> right, okay. Uh, so that was... No, Harriet, you're chomping, right? Chomp, chomp, chomp. Yeah, chomp, chomp, chomp. Um, I'm guessing I can still bite down harder. Like Yeah, because your dog jaws are in, and now your robo jaws can come into play. Yeah, like, like a secondary <laughs> set that sort of... Shark teeth, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, cool, so I'll roll for that. Um, I'll, just, I'll just roll straight on that. Um, oh, any edges? Oh, it's a 17 again. It's pretty good. Yeah, fantastic. You pull, and then actually the momentum you rip, and the arm comes off. And this guy is robo human, obviously. Um, but he's still like, Oh, arm hurts, it hurts. And he, he turns and starts scampering off into the darkness, and you have a rather large man's uh, arm. It's mine, it's mine. It's yours. <laughs> yeah. Right, it's their go. We've got one fleeing, one who is on the ground, and she's like venting shadow, which is basically like bleeding out effectively. Teddy boy sees what's going on, sees the wumpy doors open as the police sort of come out, and just, fuck this, throws his metal bar towards the dumpster where Ewan is, uh, so it bangs against that. And you, For a moment, Harriet, you're like, mm, got stick, see stick, and you're not quite sure what to, which stick to go for. No, my stick, I've got, my stick's better, my stick yeah. is better, my stick is better. Um, and he just runs, runs, runs around the corner where a caddy sort of comes up, like a proper 50s um, Greece style, you know, like uh, caddy and guys with jackets and, and quiffs all like, yo, come on, let's go, let's go. For some reason, they're all like greaser boys from the 50s. And he's like, come on. And uh, he goes, oh, I'm getting out of here, jumps in the back. And then they, they roar off down the street. Maybe the hardcore will be back, but for now, you have certainly shown them up. Especially you, and if you keep hold of that recording, that could be something that you could uh, post on the uh, the Feather web and really, uh, really do them down. But that's how gang wars start. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's how. We'll keep it for uh, collateral uh, later date. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm going to push you on a little bit here. After seeing off the hardcore, do any of you want to take any rests at this point? No. Nope. I think I think I'll, I'll I think I'll take an action rest. Take the action rest. Yeah. yeah. Go for it. You swallow a little bit of robo meat. So I'll do that for my might. Um, so you will roll a one, so don't worry about it. 
Okay, so I've got three bucks. That's yeah, so you make your way back to the van with the feather, minus £100, but you've seen off the hardcore, and you get back to your pad in, let's say, Moss Side. You drive up, park the van nice and easy. The uh, verbal riot is, is quiet down a little bit, and certainly you're quite far away from the stadiums. You get back to your crash pad. It's the same as it was when you left. So it's time to take the feather and begin the adventure. Will our three featherheads, Ewan, Nemo and Harriet, have a trip of a lifetime when they finally get to experience the vert feather? This is Singland. Find out next time on What Am I Rolling? The What Am I Rolling podcast was created, recorded and edited by me, Fiona Howitt. This episode's players were Tristan, Dirk and Fiona. This episode's special guest GM was Rob from the Realm of Fire podcast, a podcast about hot Warhammer takes from two grown-ass middle-aged men. Listen to the Realm of Fire podcast wherever you find podcasts. This episode's RPG was Vert the Tabletop Role-Playing Game, published by Raven Desk Games. You can find out more about Vert the RPG and buy your own copy on the Raven Desk Games website. That's www.ravendeskgames.com. The theme music was 8-Bit March by Twin Musicon of twinmusicon.org, licensed under a Creative Commons 4.0 license. If you want to find out more about the podcast, check out the website. That's www.wairpodcast.com. Fancy getting in touch? Email the podcast at whatamirollingpodcast at gmail.com. Finally, follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at wair underscore podcast for latest news on upcoming episodes. And remember, adventurers need not apply.